Bibles. Luke chapter number four is where we will begin reading today. And we always stand for the honoring of God's word here in this church. Luke chapter four, starting at verse number one. We will read a few verses of scripture. If you have it, if we see it up on the screen, please say amen. The Bible says, and Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Being 40 days tempted of the devil, and in those days he did eat nothing. And when they were ended, he afterward hungered. Verse number 13, if we can drop down to verse number 13. It says, and when the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed from him for a season. And Jesus returned in the power of the spirit into Galilee. And there went out a fame of him throughout all the region round about. So I want to take a moment and just preach on a simple subject this evening. And that subject is simply push. Somebody say push. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord, for the word. We thank you, O oh God, for all that you have done thus far. Now, O oh God, I pray this is your church. We are your people. We are your sheep. I am your vessel. Help me, Lord, to speak every word that is intended. And I pray that my flesh will not get in the way. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody say amen. amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Well, church, we're living in very challenging times. We're living in difficult times. We're living in glorious times. It just depends on the way you view the world today. If you pay attention to a lot of things that are in the media, pay attention to a lot of things that are happening in our day, there is a lot of corruption, a lot of evil, a lot of hatred, a lot of anger, a lot of disappointment. A lot of things that the scripture talks about, these things shall come. Perilous times shall come. And we know that our time is winding down, winding up. We know that Jesus is soon to come. So yet on one hand, while we can be frustrated, disappointed, angry, uh, upset about the things that are happening, we can also look up for our redemption, our redeemer is drawing nigh. We know that the, he is a soon coming king and I need to get my house in order. I need to make sure I am ready for the return of Jesus Christ. As much as I love my children, I love my wife and I love my family members, I must work out my own salvation with fear and with trembling. So I've come today to really challenge every, every person, every believer, every man, woman, boy, and girl, as far as where you are, where are you at in your walk with Jesus Christ? Where are you right now? Because where you are in your life, it matters. It matters, and it matters that we take advantage of every opportunity that we have every time we come into the house of the Lord. It's important that we make sure my heart is right. Why come into the house of the Lord where the spirit of the Lord is, where there's freedom in this place, where there's an opportunity for you and I to repent. There's an opportunity for you and I to get things right unto the Lord. Not for brothers and for sisters, but unto the Lord. Because even when we ask for forgiveness and even when we go to our brothers and sisters and ask them to help us, all those things are unto the Lord. Amen. 
is so that we can be pleasing in his sight. I learned a long time ago that if we please the Lord, you will please your brothers and your sisters. It's difficult times. It's challenging times. It's a day when I was speaking to one of uh, the, the sisters here in the church uh, for a little while, and we were talking about how the challenge, how challenging it is to make the right choice. It's difficult oftentimes to make the right choice. It's a challenge for many to make the right choice. And that challenge starts in the mind. Because if we don't have a made-up mind, the right choice becomes a difficult choice. It's until a person has a made-up mind, they are persuaded that this is the way they want to live. If you're not persuaded and if you don't have a made-up mind, then those choices that are easy for some become difficult for you and I. And so it's important to understand that, that you and I are living a life that is challenging for many people to live. Some people say when they're living the street life or they're living uh, the worldly life, that it's a hard way to live, that they come across as tough, they come across as mean, they come across as someone you don't want to mess with. I look at them and I kind of smile sometimes because I tell them, you just don't get it. You just don't understand. I challenge you to walk one week in my shoes because it's easy to do the wrong thing. I'm surrounded by the wrong thing all the time. It's easy for me to make the wrong choices, but try to stand up for Jesus Christ just for one day. Try to do the right thing just for one day. Try to make the right choice just for one day. See how difficult that is. So I want to encourage the people of God that the things that you do, it takes courage. It takes strength. Oh, yes, it does. Uh-huh. What you do is not easy. Don't let the world try to trick you and fool you as if you're living the easy life. No, I'm living a better life. <laughs> but no one said this road is easy. It's easier to do the wrong things because everybody's doing the wrong thing. If you're surrounded by people in your school systems, on the job, in your neighborhood, and all you see is evil, corruption, bad language, smoking and gambling and cussing, and all the things around you, it's easy to jump into that crowd. What's hard is when you make a stand for Jesus Christ. What's hard is when everybody else is doing the wrong thing, but you decide to separate yourself from the world. That's why we need the Holy Ghost. That's why we need Jesus. That's why we need his help. We need his instruction because this is the world that we live in. This is the day that we live in where it becomes challenging and it's going to become even more challenging to make the right choice. And so now we also have to deal with people in everybody's business. Well, did you get the vaccine? Well, are you going to get it? Well, why are you not going to get it? I've never been asked so much about a vaccine in my life. Never has it been this important where people are getting vaccine shots and they're posting it on social media like they got the Holy Ghost. I did it. I got it. I said, man, I thought the song says I got it. Like the Bible says. Amen. Y'all know that song? Huh? I got it. I got it. 
something about the Holy Ghost. I can't explain it, but I got it. <laughs> Y'all know that song? <laughs> oh, yes. And everybody's in everybody's business. They, 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 they really want to know. And then, well, why aren't you getting it? What's wrong with you? Now, listen, I want to be very clear. I, I do not feel in my spirit, and I do not think that the vaccine is the mark of the beast. I don't believe it is the mark of the beast. I do not believe that, not one bit. Now, I do believe that what is happening in our day, this COVID-19 and everything that is taking place, is a precursor to what is to come. Now, I do believe that with all of my heart. And I want to warn this church because what is taking place, there is so much fear that is being pumped into our society to where people are making choices off of fear and not knowledge. Mm -hmm. This is the day that we're living in. This is the world that we're living in. And fear and love, those are two things that will cause you to do things that normally you would not do. I wish I had a church in here to talk to tonight. So, the day that we're living in is pushing people to try to make choices that is against their own will. And against some of our better judgment. And so now here people are concerned saying, well, if I do this or if I don't do this, would I be ostracized? Church, Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. I'm telling you, you better get ready to be ostracized. We better get ready. Everybody wants to try to. And, and, and what's interesting is, is that I always wondered, how is the mark of the beast going to come into play? How they go get somebody to take a mark that they make movies about? How are they going to get someone to do something that if you can ask a cashier at the grocery store, 666, he's like, oh no. Your total can come up to 666 and they'll grab a Tootsie Roll and scan it. Just to add five cents to your total. It won't even charge you for it. Just take it, just take it, just take it. Amen. So how was this going to happen? Fear. Fear. I want you to know, church, I want to prepare you. Because there are things already in place trying to mandate a governmental Agenda. It's the best word that came to me. Mandate a government. Would, oh, it's already in place. See, the world has things already in place. It's just a matter of time before they just reveal it. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Antichrist, he's already around. He's already here. It's already around. It's just a matter of time before he's revealed. That's it. It's going to come with answers. In order to be answers, there must be question. There must be chaos, fear. 
So I, I, I'm not here to preach pro or, 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 or negative or con or the vaccine or whatever the case may be. I'm not here to push that agenda or talk to you uh, and go deep into that particular type of subject. But I am here to open up your eyes and open up your ears so that you understand this is what's going on. And what is happening in our world today and what we see all around us is a precursor to what is to come. To where they're going to make you try to do things. And if you don't, you can't eat. You cannot buy. You won't be able to fly. You won't be able to travel. You, you know they're already doing that. With, see, sport, you better. I know some of y'all don't get into sports, but you better listen, pay attention to news. Be very keen on what's going on. See, I read up on this stuff. I see what's going on. Because typically what's happening in the a, in a sporting world, all, all because of this, money. Sports is a multi-billion dollar industry. And if you want to see where the problem is, follow the money. Follow that money. It leads you right back to corruption. It's so true. And when we find that certain sporting events or certain governmental offices and places and buildings where you have to show proof that you've been vaccinated in order to come in, I said, uh-oh. I said, uh-oh. You got to show proof that you've been vaccinated. You got to show proof of certain things. I said, oh, wait a minute. There it is. It's already coming. It's starting to happen. So we can see the direction of where things are going. So that's why I say it's going to be hard to make the right choice. But church, whose side are you on? Are you on the Lord's side? Oh, I feel the spirit of Moses in the house. When they were worshiping the false idol, they built a golden calf and said, this is what brought us out of Egypt. I'm here to tell that devil, you have not done nothing for me. It's because of the name of Jesus Christ that I stand here today and I stand on the name of Jesus Christ. It is in him I live, I move and have my being. So who's on the Lord's side? Because somebody here today is going to have to draw a line and make a decision. I'm on the Lord's side. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you can't make that decision, the world will make it for you. Do I have a witness? The world, they'll be happy to make it for you. Well, why aren't you doing this? Why they just question you and make you feel like you just did I make the wrong decision? Well, I was thinking I the world will try to mess you up. Let's get ready, church, for what's coming. Anybody heard about that equality act, that bill? That they're trying to pass? Raise your hand if you heard about that. I need to get to what I'm going to preach. If you, if you, let me just say this. Go read it. Go, go, go read it. This is what's, this is what's coming in the school systems, by the way. All right? Because see, if they can't get you, they'll get those kids. 
Because see, the mistake oftentimes that the church makes is we don't think about our future enough. And it's all about what can the church do for me right now. And not think about our future. But oh, the world is always thinking about how can I infiltrate these kids? How can I pump the music into the kids? If I can get them to listen to what my agenda is, I get them. I get their minds then. Mm -hmm. They're pumping into the kids. They won't worry about those in the senior citizen bracket. They'll say, oh, no, we'll just let them be them. I want those kids. Because if I can get them to raise up the way I want them to think, we'll change everything. So that's what they're doing. They want kids to start thinking the way they want them to think. Amen. So it's hard to make the right choice. So it's important. The things that I'm talking about now, we've got to reiterate them. There, there should, we should not be and cannot be a church to where we only talk about what I'm talking about right now only at church. But we've got to take the same message home. And now we record everything. You can simply say, hey, watch, listen to Pastor Robinson. <laughs> you can take this message home and say, look, son, look, daughter, this is what we believe. Here it is in scripture. This is why we believe it. Here it is in scripture. This is what we stand for. Here it is in the word of God. This is what we believe. Here it is in the word of God. I don't care what they're trying to do. I don't care what they're trying to say. I will pull you out of that school before they mess you up with that mess. They pump that mess into your mind. They pump that mess into your heart, causing you to think and believe the way the world wants us to think. It's going to be hard to make the right choice. Are you hearing me, church? Yes. I, I, I'm trying to prepare your heart and your mind because it's already challenging. It's going to become more challenging unless you are persuaded. The Bible says in the book of Philippians chapter 4, verse number 19. But my God... <laughs> shall supply somebody say all shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus let's clap our hands unto the Lord let's just worship the Lord for a moment hallelujah thank you Lord well I hope you don't have leaving on your mind I got preaching just for a little bit on my mind the Bible says, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. I like when I see the word shall. Somebody say shall. I like when I see that word shall in scripture. It leaves no room for improbability. It only leaves room for your faith. When the word of the Lord begins to proclaim that it shall come to pass, that you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, that you shall be set free, it leaves no room for maybe. It's not even a 99% chance of it happening. When God says he shall, you better believe and get ready for it because it's coming 
And then the Bible says that he shall supply all. Not only does God give us a guarantee that he's going to supply us with what we need, then he says, I'll guarantee all of your needs. I love that. Someone needs to move past the faith of Martha, the sister of Lazarus, who said, Jesus, if you would have been here, Lazarus would not have died. But Martha had faith as long as they could see him, as long as they could touch him, as long as he was in their presence. Where was the faith of Martha when Jesus was nowhere to be found? No wonder Jesus told Thomas in the book of John, he said, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believe blessed are they that have not seen and yet they still believe i've come to challenge someone here today somebody shout push i've come to challenge someone today to push to push beyond what you see to push beyond how you feel to push beyond even how you feel spiritually at this moment the bible talks about a few characters in the scriptures first beginning with hannah hannah was pushed to a place of prayer and desperation so much so that the high priest thought she was drunk Abraham was pushed to a place of obedience and worship to the point he was willing to sacrifice his own son the three Hebrew boys was pushed to a place of persuasion they were willing to be thrown in the fiery furnace for they said if it be so our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace but I like what comes after that it says and he will deliver us out of your hand O king Elijah was pushed to a place he became so sick and tired of people worshiping false gods he challenged every prophet of Baal and through the brokenness and through the pain and through the pushing of these men and women of God Hannah produced Samuel one of the greatest prophets in history Abraham sealed a promise that he would be the father of many nations the Hebrew boys shocked the world for the king said didn't we throw three in this furnace why do I see four men loosed walking in the fire Elijah with exactly 57 words prayed a prayer and produce fire from heaven i'm challenging someone here today to just push just simply push which means just pray until something happens just push until the fire falls push until the chains break push until yokes are destroyed push beyond the naysayers push beyond the self-doubt push into your victory push into your deliverance push until the walls fall down flat push until you feel something moving push until you feel something stirring somebody clap your hands unto the Lord We must push until the walls fall down flat. When the people of Israel marched around the walls of Jericho, they were told to walk. But when it was time for the walls to come down on that seventh day, on the seventh trip around those walls, they were to blow the ram's horns and shout unto God. They were simply instructed to push. I feel in this house that if we would just push just for a moment, I feel that there would be a 
praise eruption uh, that will take place down uh, on the inside uh, because I'm telling somebody if we don't have the mindset to push uh, I'm telling you you will be left behind uh, but I'm here to tell somebody I refuse uh, I refuse uh, I refuse uh, to have a church uh, that sits on the corner of Creasy and Union that does not have the mindset to push so I'm telling somebody I feel a praise I feel a praise about the erupt I'm telling you somebody needs to push push until you feel the Holy Ghost push until you feel the power of Jesus Ah, well, let me break it down just a little bit more. Uh Uh-huh, yes, because I'm going to push myself. I'm telling you, I feel like preaching until something happens. I'm telling you right now, I feel the power of the Holy Ghost. And I'm telling this church, we must learn and discipline ourselves to push. Push when you don't feel like it. Push when you even feel like it. Some of us need to get down on the inside. I'm sick and tired of staying in the same place, in the same position. What this preacher has come to tell you, just push. Just push a little harder. Push a little further. Clap your hands when you don't feel like clapping your hands. Leap for joy when you don't feel like leaping for joy. Run the aisles when you don't feel like running the aisles. Somebody shout push. Because if we would learn to praise until something happens. I'm telling you, if we would learn to praise until something happens, uh, we're not going to wait until it happens, but we're going to praise until it happens. I'm telling you, if we would learn how to praise until something happens, some of you right now wouldn't be in the position where you are because you waiting on something to happen and then you'll start shouting. I'm telling you, if you would start shouting, if you would start lifting up the name of Jesus, if you would start believing, I promise you God will respond. Woo! Hallelujah. Uh, Give me more monitor, please. Give me more monitor, please. Uh, In the name of Jesus. I'm trying to tell somebody, if if you want to be seated, you can, but I'm a preacher until this thing breaks. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost, Sister Whitney. Come help me just for a moment. I'm telling you right now that I feel a praise eruption that's going to take place in this house for far too long. Some of you have not danced the way you should be dancing. Some of you have not responded the way you should be responding. But I'm telling you, I'm not waiting on the next revival. I'm not waiting on the next evangelist. I'm not waiting on the next preacher to come but I've got to praise deep down on the inside and I'm telling you if you would just praise him in advance watch what the Lord will do hallelujah oh yes oh yes oh yes hallelujah Ah, glory be to God glory be to God 
let me preach this for a moment let me preach this for a moment keep that real low sister go through let me preach this for a moment the scripture says in psalms 104 33 it says i will sing unto the lord as long as i live you see that I will sing, Sister Carson, unto the Lord as long as I live. As long as the Lord wakes me up, I've got a song in my spirit. Every time I roll up out of bed, I've got a song in my spirit. Can I take it just a little bit further? No matter what's going on in my life, no matter how down in the dumps I am, I've got a song in my spirit. The Bible says I will sing praise to my God while I have my being see if you if if you want to sit there stubborn it's not hurting me you going against the word of God oh huh uh God, why these folks want a king? They want to be like all the other nations. Samuel, calm down, son. Just calm down. They're not rejecting you. They rejecting me. It's long is I have life in my lungs. As long as I have an opportunity to take one more breath, I've got a song. I've got a song. I've got a praise. I got a melody. Oh, some of you need to get a melody right now. Some of you need to get a song in your heart right now. I'm telling you, somebody needs to praise until something happens. I'm not going to pastor a church that's going to wait until the battle is over. But no, we're going to dance right now. We're going to shout right now. We're going to believe God right now. I'm telling you, I don't know what you see, but I see victory. I see joy. I see peace. I see harvest. I see revival. I see souls. I see death. Let me preach. Let me preach. Let me preach this. We speak of the scripture. Sing unto the Lord a new song. Now, I believe most of us in here need a new song. You've been down in the dumps and depressed. You've been beating yourself up. You've been telling yourself you're no good, you're nothing, and you don't know if you'll come out of this. You need a new song. You've been listening to that country music too long. Lost my dog, lost my cat. Can't find my right shoe. Well, put on two left ones. You need a new song. We need to sing a new song. But I found a verse in the Bible, Pastor. I love this scripture. It's been, it's been a while since this scripture has, has come to me. See, many of us need to revisit an old song. You know that song that you used to dance to? 
that song that you used to get excited about but now it's just old news and you sing it and it's not prophetic anymore the Bible says in the book of Revelations chapter 14 verse number 3 you know sometimes it's good just to go to the back of the book every once in a while Revelations chapter 14 look at what this says and they sung as it were a new song they sang the same song but every time they sung it it was new to them every day So I don't know what your song is, but you need to re-sing that song. You need to get that song in your spirit again. You need to get that praise back in your spirit again. Somebody here today needs to sing a new song, but somebody here today needs to go back into the archive and bring out that song as if it was brand new, as if it was something you sang for the first time and you begin to dance and you begin to shout and you begin to prophesy and say I shall come out I shall be made new I shall be made whole I shall be healed somebody clap your hands unto the Lord worship the Lord in this house